welcome to Tech Law Talks. I am Anthony Diana, a member of Reed Smith's Tech and Data Group. In each episode of this podcast, we will discuss cutting-edge issues on technology, data, and the law. We will provide practical observations on a wide variety of technology and data topics to give you quick and actionable tips to address the issues you are dealing with every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of our Reed Smith's Tech Law Talk podcast. In today's episode, uh, we will update you on recent developments in Europe and especially Germany on the use of cloud services and related data processing agreements and data protection topics, both from a provider and from a customer perspective. My name is Andy Splitgerber. I'm from the Reed Tech and Data team in Germany, in Munich, and I have with me here my partner Christian Leutner from our Frankfurt office. Hey, Christian. Hi, everyone. Happy to be here. Uh, we're both experts in technology transaction and data protection law and always follow the recent developments. Of course, you and we have all seen the Schrems 2 and all the data transfer topics. We all are very relieved that this data transfer topic to the US has, has kind of gotten under control and it's, again, possible to use cloud service providers, especially in the US. Now we're seeing other areas of these cloud service provider relationships that are under development recently from uh, the European side and also from national authorities where the authorities and officials comment on data processing agreements with cloud providers, sometimes um, commenting on specific services like Microsoft 365 and sometimes more generally. Christian, what is like from the European side, the most recent development and what do our listeners have to be aware of? So cloud use on an EU level is quite a, a, a hot topic for a while now. So in, in 2020, the European Data Protection Board, the EDPB, set up a coordinated enforcement framework um, to investigate and assess the use of cloud services across public bodies in the EU. And throughout 2022, 22 supervisory authorities led investigations to assess the, the use of cloud in, in the public bodies and approached around 100 public bodies and questioned their use of cloud. And around 80 to 90 public bodies responded that they used cloud. And so in at the beginning of 2023, they published their findings and it's quite an extensive read has has around uh, 40 pages and the challenges they identified during the coordinated enforcement actions were data protection impact assessments mainly because it were public bodies and it's rather sensitive data involved in the processing so i don't think that this is really transferable in the same amount to private bodies um, role of the parties, as well as the negotiation of the standard terms that cloud providers use. So that was something they experienced. And also with regard to international data transfers and the sub-processes used by the cloud providers. Another big topic they were investigating on were the telemetry and diagnostic information used by 
the cloud providers, many of the supervisory authorities that took part in the coordinated enforcement actions also investigated or are still enforcing GDPR against some of the national public bodies. And as an outcome in November 2022, the German Data Protection Conference, so a, a joint association of all the German data protection authorities, published an evaluation of Microsoft 365 as one of the, uh, the outcomes of the, the, the coordinated enforcement actions. So Andy, I heard there is a new statement from the German data protection authorities on the use of Microsoft 365. So what's the opinion on use of cloud in Germany? Yes, so we had another statement in Germany by uh, some German data protection authorities, actually seven of 18 data protection officers published a Handreichung called in German. That's kind of like a manual, uh, nicely translated, um, that kind of like sets up on the EDPP observations and also the observations from the DSK German paper that you mentioned earlier, and kind of like is trying to be a next step giving more guidance how to deal with cloud data processing agreements and specifically with the one of uh, Microsoft 365. So like from a general sense, it's um, welcoming. On the other hand, it's a, it's a bit odd that you have only seven of 18 authorities do this. Um, usually all 18 authorities take joint decisions. So it it is not that helpful for um, especially data controllers in Germany customers because they don't have certainty that this guidance will be accepted in all German places in all German regions. And the second item is that this paper not really is a very thorough guidance. It is just a bit more than the observations from the EDPB. So, for example, it mentions uh, organizations shall change the DPA with Microsoft um, regarding uh, um, processing of data for own purposes by Microsoft. Uh, such processing shall not be permitted, or at least it shall be specifically spelled out what the exact purposes are and what the justifications are. For this point is clear to everyone, I think, but like the authorities don't get don't, don't do the other step and say, what could be a justification? What could be a scenario where their own processing is permitted? For example, improvement of services with pseudonymous data. Um, so that's not spelled out. So it's, it's nice, but it's not really helpful in this area. Another area is um, the item of the DPA needs to clearly describe personal data categories and processing operations. Again, this is only abstractly spelled out there. It is about also um, shorter deletion periods or like earlier deletion of data. And then it addresses also, um, amongst other topics, the subprocessor situation. Um, for example, that details on subprocessors must be provided with detailed names. What exactly are they doing? And proactively inform customers if subprocessors are changed. 
So all in all, I would say this this new paper is helpful for any review of uh, any DPA. Um, you can put it aside uh, and have a look. Unfortunately, it does not provide real solutions, but more addresses questions. And I don't know, Christian, how you see it, but I think like a company like um, Microsoft or other big cloud providers, they likely, you know, they have their position, will not accept any or many of these points. And often they also will have a reason for that. What do you think, Christian? Yes, I really doubt that CSPs yeah, implement changes because most of the time they really have a reason. So they need data on, on the usage, on the telemetry to find errors, to bug fix, but also to develop new products. So if we want to have the development and we all have this, or the EU has this huge data and digital strategy. Um, so there shall be the improvement and the evolution of the IT. So we, we need to have this use of, of data to, to develop new products. So I, I really can't see that um, the, the cloud providers will really pick all the ideas. Of course, they will review the, the suggestions, not just by the German authorities, but also by other authorities and see what might be uh, worth or what actually can be implemented given that it's it's highly standardized and scalable business. But also, you always have to keep in mind that the user or the customer of, of such cloud services can do a lot on its end. So when the, the DPAs require a shorter or request shorter deletion periods, there's often the, the, the possibility to delete the data on the customer end mm -hmm. so it's not just to rely on the cloud service provider but also be more proactive when using cloud and also of course if you have a storage service there's a lot of opportunities which or what kind of data you store in the in the service to request from the cloud service provider to set out all the details in its standard data processing agreement rather than have it on the customer and documented in detail. I don't know where the value add might be. So I can't see that storage services will offer uh, this highly bespoke opportunity to, to attach the description of data categories and things into the standard data processing agreements. Yeah, um, I think I, th I totally agree. And I think that's also a problem that like especially this german statement only looks at the data processing agreement and not at the full situation of the cloud relationship definitely so it's it's just a, a small part of course the standard services are often in a data processing scenario but you cannot really have a look or this this very isolated look on this particular area and with the new, let's say, requirements under the NIS2 directive where a lot of companies and also cloud service providers have to provide for a certain level of, of security and have this own obligation. They also need to 
have this internal procedures in place to to ensure that the security level so this might also again uh, an area where they are rather a controller than a processor but it still is closely connected to the services they provide to their um, customers so i i fully agree it's it's just a part but it's not the full picture yeah and um i mean that's a good buzzword the controller topic i mean that's one that is being discussed a lot and that I think where data protection authorities have a close look at, and I recently was also at a, a conference where I heard a German data protection authority discuss this topic as well, only raise questions, not give answers. I remember there was this paper by the CNIL um, or the statement on their website last year on the use of data by uh, cloud providers or by data processors for own purposes. And I think that's like, if you compare it to EDPB and what we discussed so far, I thought that was more of a, like a solid, more solid statement with a bit more guidance. So the CNIL said basically, yes, we see the requirement of the cloud providers to process the data for on purposes. And there basically must be two requirements. One, uh, the data controller. So the customer must generally agree so they must consent somehow not from a data protection consent perspective but more from a like a data business secrecy perspective so they must be okay um that can be done in the msa or in the dpa and then um the controller there must be a justification for the processing because if there's personal data involved anything that changes to the processor or to the cloud provider as controller requires a justification even if it's the step of anonymizing data you still need a, a justification and for example for anonymizing data the CNIL said okay if the the anonymized data is used to improve the service or to detect errors then uh, there is an article 61f balancing of interest justification to do this step of anonymization for then uh, the cloud provider to use the data. So I think that's quite a, a helpful guidance. Now, again, on the where I heard the, the German authority, they said they think this is too liberal. <laughs> they will handle things more restrictively. So I think we get here and there some guidance. It, authorities don't make it easy. Uh, we still have a lack of harmonization in Europe. Christian, just for closing, take away what's your takeaways for our listeners so i i think the key takeaway is although it's uh we were talking about standardized services there's no one size fits all approach when it comes to cloud providers and you have to really look into what services are provided and what is the scope of processing and and what actions can you take on the customer side and what can you potentially document on your end rather than request it to be written in the contract or in, in the documentation of the service provider? So I think to, to have a rather practical approach to, to end with good news, and you started it with Schrems 2, at least the data transfer topics is at least temporarily solved when it comes to US transfer. So we have the EU-US data privacy framework. So at least 
we can rely on those mechanisms to transfer data to the US to use cloud providers in the US. For how long, I don't have an answer, to be honest. I hope that um, it lasts longer than the privacy shield, but I think that's another topic. Yeah, that sounds, that's definitely positive. And I think the takeaways are also good items, both for the cloud providers and the customers. Thanks, Christian. Thanks, Andy. Thank you very much, listeners. This was today's episode of our ReadSmith Tech Law Talks podcast. We thank you very much for listening. Please leave your feedback and comments in the comments field or send us an email. We hope to welcome you soon in one of our next episodes. Thank you very much and have a nice day. Bye-bye. Tech Law Talks is a ReadSmith production. Our producer is Ali McArdle. For more information about ReadSmith's tech and data practice, please email techlawtalks at readsmith.com. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and readsmith.com, and our social media accounts at Readsmith LLP on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. This podcast is provided for educational purposes. It does not constitute legal advice and is not intended to establish an attorney-client relationship, nor is it intended to suggest or establish standards of care applicable to particular lawyers in any given situation. Prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome. Any views, opinions, or comments made by any external guest speaker are not to be attributed to Reed Smith LLP or its individual lawyers. All rights reserved.